0: to Spill the Secrets singles. I'm your host, Lonnie Harmon, the dating counselor. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to welcome you to the podcast today. It happens to be the International Day of Kissing, so it's a perfect day to talk about Kissing. Kissing is a subject that I literally don't know if I've heard a single podcast on. I think that there is a lot of talk about it in other podcasts and, you know, different uh, mediums, but we're going to dedicate this episode to talking about kissing and the fears associated with kissing, why it's a good thing, why we sometimes get in our head about it, and the fears that we have associated surrounding it, and also the rules that we uh, adhere to or we attach to kissing that are not universal. So welcome to today's episode on kissing. Glad you're here. I thought it'd be interesting to start out with a little bit of a history lesson. We can kind of get into that discussion. Is kissing a natural behavior? Or is it something that is learned and kind of a social cue? If you look at psychologytoday.com, they have a really interesting article called The History of Kissing. So I'm going to reference some of the article here. They say that kissing is not universal among human beings. But I also found another statistic that said 90% of cultures today use kissing as a greeting and sometimes as a romantic gesture. So there's that, you know, is it the chicken or the egg? Is kissing innate or is it intuitive? We may not know. I think it's important to bring that up because you may stress about, am I going to be a good kisser? Or maybe you're wondering, am I a good kisser? And just like dating, it sounds like kissing may not be inherently intuitive. And so once you kind of know the norms and you know the strategy for it, you'll do a lot better. And I always feel like that is what I want to offer you is some norms so that you can do your best. So Kissing isn't just something that you adhere to. Kissing isn't something that is just done as a greeting or as a romantic gesture. Um, Sometimes kissing anciently was done because it was kind of like the mama bird feeding the baby bird. But then it turns into this uh, romantic love as we experience it today, meaning that kissing is something that you do in order to enhance an experience with a partner. Uh, the Romans are really the ones that you can attribute to the kiss becoming more widespread, meaning that it became a symbol of romantic love and it kind of turned into this right to romantic love as being like this, um, experience everybody had a right to do, and that be, you know, birthed the love match, meaning that you weren't just given someone to marry or someone was given to you to marry, you were actually able to select someone based on how you feel about them and the romantic love that you feel for them. So now let's talk about the science behind kissing. So the reason that it makes a difference is because there's nerve endings on your lips that are extra sensitive and they pick up a lot more of the feeling. And when you are attracted to a partner and the kiss happens, what it does is it sends dopamine and oxytocin to your brain. And those are bonding hormones and they begin to help you attach to that partner. So that's an important note here, just to quickly dispel the myth about friendship kissing, or they as they say, friends with benefits, I'm just out to say that maybe one partner is just truly experiencing the friend type of kiss. But I, I always feel like one person will catch feelings. Because in order for it to be mutually pleasurable, somebody has to have some emotion behind it. Uh, otherwise, it just isn't that pleasurable. It becomes more robotic. So Kissing with benefits, friends with benefits, not the best thing to do with your time. So let's think back, those who have kissed before, what were some of the things that you remember worrying about before you kissed anybody? And for those of you who haven't kissed anybody before, what are the things that you're worried about? So there usually are some universal things that you're worried about, meaning the very first one am I going to be any good at it? And if I'm not very good at it, how am I even going to know? Please just know that being nervous about kissing, feeling insecure, wondering if it's going to go well for you is a universal experience when it comes to romantic kissing. If someone tells you they're not nervous and they're just feeling extra confident, I'm going to kind of say that's probably a little bit of bravado and that they're just trying to put on the you know, fake it till you make it kind of face and that's fine. But just know you're nervous. They're nervous. It's kind of a universal nervousness. There are some guidelines that I would love to share with you for how to be good at it, because I think, you know, you you deserve to know. So I'm going to try to put this delicately, potentially awkwardly, but here is my take on it. You do not want your lips to be too firm. You also don't want them to be very flat, meaning that there is no, they're they're too soft. So those are the boundaries, not too firm and not too soft. You want to be able to have a little bit of dynamic pressure going on so that it's not an experience where it hurts somebody else or that there's not enough give That one partner is doing all the kissing and the other partner is doing the receiving. You want to think about uh, the way that you are kissing being sometimes the position that you put yourself in. It could mean that gravity is going to be introducing an extra amount of saliva. That is not pleasurable. So try to put yourself in a position where that is not happening. And also consider this. There is a great debate about whether using your tongue at the initial kiss or a first kiss is appropriate or not. And I feel like to each his own, but I think that that is a more intimate type of kiss. And so best saved for when you know someone a little bit better and it feels more comfortable. So those are some of the guidelines I would consider. I want to share with you now, how do you know that someone wants to be kissed And how do you let someone know that you want them to kiss you? It's interesting that we're having this discussion because you'd think you would just say it out loud. You would use your words, right? You would use your words and you would say, I would like you to kiss me. (laughs) But maybe that's because we're uncomfortable. Maybe it's because it just takes the fun out of it. Or maybe because we are just terrified and we don't know if the other person wants to kiss us. We play these little games we do these little gestures, we say these little things that are supposed to imply that that's what we want. Uh, yeah, I will give you some simple guidelines that someone is trying to communicate to you about kissing. I can't write all of them. I, I don't know all of them. They're very individualized. But here's a couple general ones. When someone wants to be kissed, they generally speaking will make their mouth available, meaning that let's say you're cuddling with them. They may make their mouth easily accessible by turning their face towards that person they're cuddling and giving you an opportunity to see that they have gone 90% of the way close to your mouth. And then your job is to then go the next 10% by closing the gap and kissing them. The 90-10 rule came from that movie Hitch, which I think is pretty funny, but also accurate. So when someone puts their face in a position where it's accessible to you, and especially when they kind of like keep it there for a moment or two, they may be letting you know that they are interested in kissing you, and that is an opportunity. Uh, there may be other times when they're making their like making it a little bit more accessible. That doesn't always mean that someone wants to kiss you, but just kind of, again, like a guideline. Um, If someone wants to kiss you, usually they start with other forms of physical touch that let you know that there is a romantic interest there, such as maybe putting their arm around you, cuddling you, holding your hand, linking arms, uh, creating a lack of distance between the two of you where they're going to be more close, Maybe stroking your face, talking about your lips, touching your lips, those types of things are letting you know that they are interested in kissing you. You don't have to kiss them if they want to kiss you, but you can. It's just up to what you want to do. We have to trust our intuition when it comes to kissing. And this kind of leads to my next section, which talks about all of the different rules that we put on kissing. So when I say rules, I guess, you know, to quote Pirates of the Caribbean, they're more like guidelines. Again, people don't always know that they have this internal quote rule or guideline that they're following when it comes to kissing. But inevitably, when a kiss occurs, there's going to be a thought or an emotion that's connected to that that says, this is what I anticipate the next step would be. So that could be, oh, we kissed and now they'll stay in contact with me and we will hang out more often and we'll continue to see if we are a good fit for each other. That could be one expectation. Another expectation could be, that was fun. Call me when you want to see me again. (laughs) Another expectation could be, uh, we are now exclusive. You and I are now paired off partners and nobody's kissing anybody else. Uh, Another uh, expectation or thought pattern that could be happening is I feel so terrified with this level of emotion and connection that we've experienced that I don't know what I want. I don't know what to do about it. I am confused, and so I will behave like nothing happened, or I will avoid you entirely. These are all reactions to this, what, what, what does this mean experience? So just know this when you kiss somebody, maybe even if you kiss them several times or several days or several dates in a row, there will need to be a conversation called, what does this mean to you? And this is where we can do a lovely thing called, I'd like to check in about how you think things are going. And that invites them to say, I am enjoying this, which can feel very reassuring and they can also say, My expectation is will continue as on, or they'll say, I'm going out with lots of other people. Is that okay with you? How are you? You know, and you just get to dialogue. This is sometimes also called the DTR or the determine the relationship talk. Because eventually when you're kissing someone and you're bonding, you start realizing that you don't want them to kiss other people and that you don't want to kiss other people. And that can be very terrifying feeling, but therefore the DTR needs to happen. Uh, I feel like so many heterosexual relationships get confused in this section because they want the man to initiate the, determine the relationship conversation and disclose to them how they feel and what they want. And then the woman has an opportunity to respond. And if a man doesn't bring up this conversation, then she will be in agony and feel like she doesn't know what to do. And this is when she kind of starts to spiral a little bit. In a secure attachment, I love it when you want to have the conversation and you can bring it up in a safe way by saying, I wanted to check in about how you feel like things are going. And then you can state your intention, meaning I would like to keep getting to know you when I get to know somebody, I allow myself to kiss them and hold hands and do those things, but I don't. I am not ready to be exclusive, or I would like to be exclusive. I don't like the thought of kissing someone who's kissing other people, because sometimes when you're exchanging um, intimacy with with either physical intimacy or emotional intimacy or just even just time spent together, you can just feel a lot of emotions about. Are them sharing that with, with other people at the same time. And it can make you feel hyper-vulnerable where you just aren't able to kind of settle and soothe and get into a secure pattern. If that's you, like, just name it. You don't have to expect that your partner will agree and follow suit, but you can't just act like you're pretending everything's fine if it's not, because that's not fair. The... Initial kind of DTR conversation is one that will really help you both to know if this is going to sink or swim, because you need the information about what it's like for you to bring up hard conversations and what it's like for you guys to talk about them. And did it go well? Did you get a resolution? Do you feel better? All that's information that you want to gather in the early stages of a relationship so that you can figure out if you're a good fit for each other or not. And if it didn't go well, that's good information too right but most likely it'll go well and you'll decide we want to keep seeing each other or we want to be exclusive and that's great that's the information that we want to get and that is when kissing gets even better because you both feel more committed to the relationship and it becomes an expression of the connection that you're experiencing so let's talk a little side note about how much kissing i literally am never going to define that for a person But I will say this, your gut will know if it's too much kissing and not enough talking. And if there's not enough time spent doing other activities, you still need to go on dates. You still need to get to know each other. You still need to date each other. And if that is being taken over by just the physical expressions, then that tells me that it might be more of a lustful relationship than an actual secure attached relationship. You can sometimes steer things a little bit back on course when you have a conversation that says, hey, let's slow down a little bit, but you have to be able to feel brave enough to have that conversation and then to follow through with that. Um, You should want to kiss your partner. You should want to be able to be close to them. If there's something happening and you are attracted to them, but the kissing isn't going great, it can be so uncomfortable to have a conversation called, like, I like you, but you're a terrible kisser. Or you, you know, this or that. So I'm just going to kind of throw out a couple of things. Hygiene matters. If you've just had dinner and your breath is terrible, they may not want to kiss you right then. And that could be why that's not happening that night. Take a breath mint, take some stuff, brush your teeth. Um, people can sometimes be really sensitive about dental hygiene and things. So if that is an issue for you, Uh, you know, make note of that. I think it is uncomfortable to express that to somebody, but I think as a general rule of thumb, brush twice a day, floss every day, and use your mouthwash. Get your regular dental appointments, and if you feel like your teeth aren't looking their best, go get a little whitening treatment and merrily move on. And if you feel like you need to say this to your partner, I'm not going to lie, like there's just, it's not, there's not really a nice way of saying it. Um, But if it's something that is really creating friction and creating uh, detachment in your relationship, it needs to be brought up in a very gentle way by just saying like, I need to give you a little bit of feedback. And I hope this will bring us closer together and that you know, this is coming from a place of me wanting to be closer to you and this helping me be closer to you. Now, if you receive some information or some feedback that's harsh or critical and you you have to go, okay, is there truth in that? And if there is, it might sting, but it's meant to enhance and improve and help you become your best self. If there's not truth to it, then you need to take inventory of that and say like, wow, is this person trying to change me, manipulate me, make them, make me become what they want me to look like that's outside of my truth? Take that in because that could be a manipulative tactic that they're using. Some things to consider all across the board. Try to find a good mentor, a good friend, just one that you kind of get some feedback from and get some good advice from so that you're not getting stuck in what do I do and just kind of staying with the status quo. So in summary, you are all going to feel a little bit insecure for your very first kiss. And then also a little insecure, potentially for a new kiss with a new partner. That's normal. Carpe diem. Have courage. Go for it. If you're not doing the kissing, I really want you to know that your hormones are usually the thing that it's going to bridge the gap between. Do I want to kiss them? I don't know. And I absolutely have to kiss them. So If you're not interested in kissing anybody that you've been going out with, but you do find them interesting and you want to spend more time with them, check your hormone levels and make sure that everything is in tip-top shape so that you can translate it into the next level and that your hormones are usually that thing that give you the extra boost of courage. And when it comes to your boundaries or your rules or your expectations about kissing, it's a good idea to check in with yourself and figure out what it is that you would hope would be the next step. And then when you're ready, communicate that to your partner by just saying, hey, I wanted to check in about and then finish the sentence. I wish you a very happy International Day of Kissing. And I wish you some kissing today and in all tastes. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one.